You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 167, Moisture Alarms. Are they necessary and where should they be installed? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, July is flying right by, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's amazing how quickly time flies. Yeah. Yep. So we're talking about something that I didn't even know existed, which moisture alarms. What exactly is a moisture alarm? Uh, It's obviously a device that you use that you would place in an area that likely would have water, so like a crawl space, and the alarm goes off when the, when water hits that sensor, or a certain amount of water hits the sensor, so that you know there's an issue. So give me an example of a scenario where a moisture alarm would go off. So let's just say you have um, an unfinished basement, and you have your mechanical room down there, and you have a water heater down there. You would put this moisture alarm, and I printed off a few different things off of Amazon, but as you can see in this one, you see that little attachment it has on it. You would put that, let's just say, right above the floor level, and so when water hits that, that audible alarm goes off. So you know there's water in that in the in that mechanical room. So you take one end of the moisture alarm and you stick it in the floor, in the wall. Like where do you stick it for? Well, this you would stick. So you were talking an unfinished basement. Mm -hmm. Even if it's finished, you have a mechanical room, and in mechanical rooms the floor slopes to a drain, or at least it should. You would put it. um, You know your your water heater should be in a drip pan. Um, So let's say it has a drip pan which is piped and the, it should be piped to the exterior in case there's any issues or to a drain, you would stick that sensor just above the floor level, let's just say half an inch. 
So once water, there's a half inch of water, it hits that alarm, which would be this little piece here, and the audible alarm goes off, which tells you something's, the water heater's leaking. So where else in the house would you put it? I mean, I can understand in an unfinished basement, but would you put moisture alarms in bedrooms? Or you in could, bathrooms? but I would say more, I would put it um, underneath like a sink, on oh, the sink okay. floor. Okay. Uh, same with a kitchen sink. So, you know, for those, you could set that moisture sensor right on the floor of the cabinet. It doesn't okay. have to be off the ground at all. And so once that gets wet enough or gets wet, that alarm goes off, which would tell you, you I mean, you could have something as simple as some sort of cleaners under there that sets the alarm off because the container's leaking. Um, you could have a drain pipe leak uh, from the sink. You know, let's say it's on the P-trap. You could have a leak from a water supply line. That alarm goes off, and then you know something's wrong. And the whole point of it is you put it in areas that you're not typically looking. You're not visually inspecting them. You don't see. I mean, how often do you look underneath the kitchen sink? Not very often. But when you get in there, do you really look for water? Or no. You just grab the dishwasher stuff exactly. or cleaners or whatever. And that's what most people do. Um you know, mechanical rooms, some mechanical rooms, the washer and dryer's in there. So you're in there more often. Some are just, you never go in there. Where our water heater is, I never pull the access cover off and inspect around there like I should. So that's what you do it for is mainly for areas that are problematic or known to be problematic. You could put them in a crawl space. That's what know? I was going to ask you. Do you. Should you put a moisture alarm in a crawl space? Absolutely. Really? Yep. Okay. That's probably the most common um area when i'm talking to clients that we discuss that in an unfinished basement because rarely do people go let's say into their crawl space right okay. how many times have you been in our crawl space zero exactly yeah mice and bugs none of that i don't even go down there very often yeah so you know you should have a, a vapor barrier down there so you have plastic sheeting that's covering the floor you would set that on the floor and so if it gets wet the alarm goes off so and there's all different brands, you know, some are circular, like a, a smoke detector, some are like this. I have three different, um, three different ones that I printed off. And I mean, you can, just a cheap one, you can get a three pack for $15. Well, there's have- a little more expensive one where it's a five pack and it's $50. Then you get into um, a lot more expensive and a lot more technical part of it. As you can see, there's a phone there. That's Bluetooth to a phone on an Probably app. has an app. Okay. Yep. Well, but but I guess my question is, given how cheap even the more technologically advanced moisture alarms are, why is this not a standard thing when people build homes? Why why do most people, why are they like me and they don't even know that a moisture alarm exists? Well, it's not in our building codes, for one, which you would have to talk to your local municipality and say, hey, you know, why don't you look into making this code? Well, they probably just look at you like, whatever, go buy some if you want some. But most people, most contractors aren't going to put them in. They're not that expensive. You know, they, you'd have to ask the contractors why they don't do it. But I, I guarantee you, our listeners that have had a flood in their basement and they didn't know about it, they, I guarantee you, they, they wish they had this or they've probably gone out and purchased some. And don't you think a moisture alarm is an especially good thing in situations where 
individuals have vacation property exactly. that they don't go to very often yep. that's pretty much vacant for most of the year and having that might save them a lot of money in the long run right yeah and i don't i don't know how this works but i would imagine that let's just say you have a home at the lake and you set all this up you'd obviously have to have uh yeah wi-fi or internet for this to work you could just, just say that the 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 house is up at the lake and you live 150 miles away, you should, and there's some out there, you'll still get an alert on your phone that, that the moisture alarm went off. Yep. And, you know, if you have access to it or, you know, your neighbors will go check, even if you have to drive 150 miles, you could drive up there and see what's going on. You know, a lot of people say, well, I, I winterize and blow out all the water lines on the home, so I'm not worried about water. Well, Water lines aren't the only spot you can have moisture intrusion. That's true. Could sure. be a leaking roof. Could be um, flooding from the exterior. Could be a lot of things. So having that might actually save someone a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Of- for for this has the one we're looking at has three units, um, it's three sensors, and then it shows a phone. It's fifty four dollars. Yeah, I mean, that's really kind cool. of can't. I mean. Our listeners probably spend that for for dinner. That's true. So for one person, <laughs> yeah, I guess these days with inflation. Yeah. But you know, it, it's just something like you said. You you hadn't heard about it. When I talk to my clients about it, most of them are like, "Oh, I didn't even know those existed." And there's you can go on the internet. There's all sorts of different fancy. If you want to spend a lot of money, you can. No, there's some that have battery backups on them. I mean, there's there's you can spend all the money you want, or you can go pretty cheap. Fifteen dollars was the uh, this cheap one for three three units. Okay. And yeah, you're gonna get what you pay for, but you know this is something that I would recommend to our listeners in a house that they're living in. You know, grab three of those and see if you like it. I'm not endorsing any brands or anything like that, but it is something you really should have. Yeah. Well, and I, I think you know the the part that you talked about. There are some infrastructure things you've got to have first. So. If somebody is thinking about putting a moisture alarm on a vacant property, what are some things they have to think about? To They'd have to have electricity to power it. Yep. They'd have to have the internet if they're going to go Bluetooth. Okay. Um, if, obviously, for a vacant property, that's what you'd have to do. Um, unless, you know, let's just say it's a subdivision and people, you know, we don't live in a subdivision. So if our neighbor's smoke alarms were going off, we couldn't hear it. But... If we lived in a subdivision, if our neighbor's smoke alarms are going off, we would hear it. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of these have like a, an actual speaker where you can hear the audible alarm oh, okay. that they would hear. So on a vacant property, obviously, I'd recommend something that's a little more high tech that's Bluetooth. Um, but you, you're going to have to have power unless you run it off of a battery. And you're going to have to have, if it's Bluetooth, obviously, you have to have internet. So both of those things. And is that necessary on a vacant home? Depend. I mean, what's the home worth to you? Yeah, exactly. So Because you never can tell. So what's your call to action for people? Well, we talked about, we didn't really mention attics, but um, we talked about crawl spaces, unfinished basements. Go inspect those areas. So if you, if you have a crawl space, I know our listeners don't like it, but just open the access and look around with a flashlight. And make sure you don't see any water or anything that looks out of the norm. Or, and, and or, if you can, go up in your attic and do the same thing. You don't have to go up into it, 
just put a ladder underneath the hatch, open the hatch, be prepared, by the way. Um, for our listeners that have never done it, there's going to be insulation that's going to fall down, especially if it's blown in, so wear safety glasses and whatnot. But check those areas. Those problematic areas should be should be checked. That's the call to action. Well, and, and if, you know, if somebody's listening to this and they feel like, I'm not equipped to do that kind of stuff, or I don't even know what I'm looking for, or, yeah, I went up there into the attic and I have no clue what I'm actually seeing. That's where the VPAs come in, isn't yeah. it? Yep. The virtual property assessments are, um, they're becoming very popular. Um, you know, we have a, we have a, a wonderful following that listens to the podcast and, you know, I, one of the most common things I'm asked when, when our clients reach out or just listeners, they're like, well, this company here locally wants to charge us, you know, $500 just to come show up. Then they want another $800 of testing and blah, blah, blah. They don't know if they can trust those people. Well, we can do it. If you're too scared to go in an attic, it, a VPA, our listener or our client is the one behind the, the camera. So if you're too scared to go in the attic, I can't help you there. You're going to have to open it and show us around so that I can see. But but it's very it's 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 very handy so that it's literally like an inspection, except for I can do it from from Wyoming and you can live anywhere. So it's and they're not that expensive. Two hundred and fifty dollars is what they are right now, and that's pretty cheap. Absolutely. And it won't stay that cheap. So no. it's important that no, this is the demand if, goes if, up. if you're thinking about wanting to have Steve's expertise, you jump on it while it's the price it is because yeah. it won't stay there exactly. for very long. And they can't just pay for it now and then have me do the VPA next year. Correct. There is a, I'm pretty sure in our terms and conditions, it's three months that they have to book it once they've paid. So. Yep. yep. So definitely go to cnccontractorservices.com and check out the VPAs. We'll catch you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.